ready to hear a story? This is another one about Little Susie. You can find more about this show by going to bedtime.fm slash storytime slash 23. Little Susie and the Queen's Cat Once upon a time, long, long ago, in the 1960s, a little girl named Susie lived in a cosy house on Magnolia Avenue with her mummy and daddy. Most days, little Susie was happy, but on one particular Saturday in March, while the little girl was reading her book to her dolls and stuffed animals, her mummy stopped by her room to tell her to clean it up. Your room is very messy. You need to clean it up. It was not unusual for her mother to say this. In fact, she said it almost every Saturday, unless they were both busy with campfire girls or family bowling. You have such a nice room with your own bed, your own closet and lots of toys and stuffed animals, Susie's mommy often reminded her. You should keep it nice so when your friends come over, you can be proud of your room. And normally, little Susie would reply to her mummy in a customary way, such as, OK, in a minute, or in a little while when I finish this chapter of my book, or as soon as Albert finishes using the potty so he can clean his mess up too. Albert was Susie's invisible friend, who most often helped her do her chores. With Albert's help, she found it easier to get started and finish things like putting her toys and books away, folding sheets and pillowcases for her mummy, and washing and drying the dishes at the kitchen sink, while standing on stools so they both could reach. But on this particular day, Susie surprised her mother. I don't want to clean up my room, little Susie replied with her hands on her hips and in a stinky voice. As you can see, I'm very busy right now reading this book about Alice to Albert and these other children. Little Susie immediately knew she'd gone too far when her imaginary friend Albert said nothing, suddenly sat up stiffly beside her from where he'd been reading the pictures in the storybook as she read, and stared up with eyes wide and mouth open. And at that moment, the little girl also knew it was too late to take it back. Stopping in her tracks, one step beyond her daughter's door, little Susie's mother wasn't sure at first if she'd heard what she thought she'd heard. I beg your pardon, miss. Susie's mummy pronounced as she stepped back in front of the open door to the room. When little Susie did not answer right away, her mother waited for a response with her eyebrow arched over her left eye, her head tilted down to the right so that she was looking sideways at her daughter. Her mummy was quite surprised because little Susie usually did her chores without being pouty or stinky and certainly without using petulant responses such as, as you can see. And so she turned and left the room closing the door behind her and telling her daughter calmly but firmly, Well, I guess you'd better stay there in your messy room until we can all talk about it together when Daddy gets home. Now you've gone and done it, Albert chastised his friend for her stinky behaviour. Later that afternoon, little Susie was still laying on her messy bed and reading through the looking glass when her Daddy came home. She could hear him talking with Mummy downstairs and they did not sound at all pleased. 
Hearing their stern tone, Susie became worried and begged Albert to help her with the mess she'd gotten herself into. Albert, what shall I do? Susie whispered to her friend. What if they punish me for acting stinky and not cleaning up my room? What if they won't let me go to Denny's birthday party next Saturday? Oh no! Little Susie suddenly stopped and said out loud to Albert as she raised both her hands to her mouth. I forgot about the birthday party. Denny will miss me and I'll miss all the fun. And cake! When Susie's parents got upstairs to her room, she was surprised because her daddy didn't seem angry at all. Instead, he just seemed sad, which made little Susie feel even worse than before. Nothing is worse than making someone you love feel sad. Susie, your mummy told me you refused to help today by cleaning up your room, her daddy began as he sat down on the edge of her bed and leaned forward with one hand on his knee. Do you want to sit here in a messy room all day and not go out to play with your friends? Albert, sitting on the other side of little Susie, whispered into her ear. I think this may be a trick question. I've heard this kind of thing before. Be careful how you answer. Susie did not want her parents to know that Albert was helping her. So she sat very still and did not even move her eyes and kept her lips tightly closed so that they made a thin little line. For a moment, maybe two, Susie just sat very still on her bed, looking up at her parents. For their part, her parents were patient with her and waited for an answer to their question. Then, finally, little Susie answered very carefully and slowly, I don't not want to. Good answer, whispered Albert in Susie's ear. Sometimes Albert helped Susie get out of trouble, but other times he helped her get into more trouble instead. But Susie's mummy and daddy did not understand the answer. What? replied her confused daddy as mummy frowned. So it was a trick question, the little girl thought. But she couldn't think of another answer. So she just sat there with her hands in her lap, looking as nervous as Albert. They were all looking at each other and trying to think what to say next. Finally, her daddy spoke to her in a firm but gentle voice. Let me explain. Your mummy is like a queen here in our house. The queen of the castle. Understand? Yes, replied the little girl. But not really, because Mummy was not at all like the Red Queen or the White Queen in the book she was reading. But she also knew that yes is always a far safer answer than no when Daddy started explaining things she did not understand. Okay then, continued her Daddy. So if Mummy is the Queen of the Castle, then what does that make you? Susie thought very hard about the question, and then looked over at Albert for help. But her friend just raised his imaginary eyebrows and shrugged. Not being able to think of a better answer, the little girl finally said, The Queen's cat? At first, her mummy and daddy just looked blankly at the little girl, then at each other. In a moment, grins broke out on their faces, and they both began to chuckle. And finally, 
they laughed right out loud. No, sweet girl, Susie's daddy finally answered. You are not the queen's cat. You are a princess. You must do what the queen asks of you. That's all. All right then, princess, Queen Mummy told her daughter. Let's get this room cleaned up. Then you can help make it dinner. And later tonight, I will read you a special bedtime story, Susie's daddy told her. It's called Cinderella and the Glass Slipper. I think you will really like it. The End Lots of you have been leaving some lovely reviews. This one from Greg Turnbull on Patreon says, The kids love and continue to love Santa's Secret, and your other stories. Also, our two-year-old will sporadically state, Hello, would you like to hear a story? Which is our immediate cue to fire up your show. Anyway, thank you for the great podcast. Could you say hello to Sophia, Owen, Bo, and Max? Thank you, guys. These reviews left over on iTunes. There's great bedtime stories. Pyre 9 and Gidget 6 from Melbourne, Australia. Love listening going to bed. This next one says, Fun stories and a beautiful voice. In the US, we enjoy the English accent and the fun stories in this podcast. It's calming without being too monotone. Stories are short enough for younger kids to follow. My son says, thank you for the stories. I fall asleep to them every night. From Mika. Thank you, Mika. This one from Ethan, age four in Virginia, says, These are great stories. They settle me down, which is part of going to sleep. Thank you. Keep up doing them, please. I certainly will, Ethan. This next one by James Kamer from the USA says, My six-year-old and I have listened to a lot of bedtime stories, but this is by far the best. We've stopped listening to the others. We absolutely adore the narration for these short and sweet, cute stories. We look forward to many more. Keep up the great work. Thank you, James. And this last one by Zoe and Elliot from Canberra, Australia says, Elliot is four years old and loves Rob and his stories. He listens to them during rest time and always asks for one more. Please keep making more stories. I certainly will. Don't forget, you can also leave a review at iTunes, tell a friend, or donate a small amount by going to bedtime.fm support.